Welcome to SEOconspiracy.com. And I have again the cleaner, the most famous forensic <laughs> technical SEO in the world, coming in live from Las Vegas, USA. My friend Christine Schessinger. Bonjour, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Um, you changed clothes. You didn't change clothes because because we are batch recording this. So so if people well, <laughs> and to be honest, since I'm stuck at home because I'm still in a quarantine situation, pretty much this is what I wear every day exactly. and <laughs> when I, I'm on camera. I, I always wear black anyway, so it's hard for me to, exactly. to to spot if I change clothes or not. But, <laughs> exactly. So today, big topic because uh, Google is definitely abusing its power or not thinking straight or not uh, qualify. I don't know what's going on, but let's go back to, to Penguin. Uh, what, what, what happened there? Why do you think, how long did they leave us hanging between two refreshes, like a year and a half, you said? Well, they, the first refreshes were not too bad. They're like three or four months and six months, but then mm -hmm. I thought it was the third or the fourth was a year and the last one was two years. You couldn't recover without an update rolling back out. And if you tried to create a new site and they figured it out, they would take the new site up too. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they ever got Penguin to, to work anyway. <laughs> I think that was a disaster. I, my theory on Penguin was, and I told people in the original, I said, this isn't going to last long. This is just a data... This is a data expedition. Mm -hmm. They can only get so far on finding link networks and PBNs and all that um, with what they have now, the tools they have. They became a registrar, so that helped. But um, the, the disavows gave them, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of bad link networks. But then it became that they were processing so many and people didn't understand how to use a disavow. There was so much junk in there. It became a, a time suck basically. Mm -hmm. And then that's when my belief, that's when they got rid of it. It was like, we're not getting any more useful information. It's just time. Cause they did, they went back to the way they used to do sure. links, which was if you have bad links, we take away the value of them and you just lose your position and then you rebuild. And it costs businesses tens of thousands of dollars when they had bad link builders do that. Um, and eventually they would stop because they didn't have the money to keep spending on rebuilding their links every six months. So, yeah. Uh I remember when the disavow file came out, I wrote a blog post and the title was never ever use the disavow file. Rule number one, when you are a black hat SEO or you are guilty of manipulating page rank, never ever ever say anything. It's like if you're a gangster and you get caught by the police, right? You don't talk. <laughs> only, only the beginners, only the the fresh gangsters talk. But the 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 old school ones, they don't speak. I mean, they know <laughs> the police has to come up with the proof. But the disavow file is stupid. It's just Google is suspecting something, and, and you tell Google, okay, you're right. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> the Genius. problem though is in the uh, penguin years. In the penguin years, they did have a percentage of bad links that would trigger penguin. Uh, originally it was, and Matt even said this somewhere, although I would have a hard time finding it right now, but uh, it was 40% originally that would start to trigger Google into devaluing links. 
but it was, I mean, 60% bad links. Then it dropped to 40% during Penguin. So if you got 40% bad links, well, negative SEO attacks worked really well then. You just shoot a whole bunch of mm. porn spam links to somebody. Of course, they worked before that, but they worked extra well during Penguin. And if you're on my side where you're just trying to recover a site, the disavow is great because you could put in the bad links and they get disavowed and then the site would recover. But you could not recover until they rolled out an update. So that's where the ethics problem of that came in because most of the people that I ran across that got hit by Penguin, they weren't scammers or black headers or any of that. They were business people who hired someone who promised them that they could get them ranked in Google. And they hired them and then they bought a bunch of bad links for cheap, got caught, and then they would lose their site. And Penguin was really bad. It was 60 to 90% loss almost every site I saw. Mm-hmm. And then, so then the, they're trying to get back and uh, they couldn't get back because Google, John has said this, and so did, I believe Matt said it, someone else said it at Google, that when you moved your site over, if they could determine it's the same site, they just sent your links over, hmm. which meant all your bad links, all your bot links, right? So then you got a penalty again. So you would see around that time, if you went back and looked at the lit, like people writing or blogging at that time, people would move to a new site, get the new site ranking, three or four months later, the site would disappear. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So it was particularly brutal because these people were losing their businesses and they had no way to recover except to start a whole new site that had nothing to do with the original site. And most of them didn't have that kind of money. And people I know, they didn't want to lose the brand. They were really attached to the the domain name. So big, big problem. Um, And recently we had another issue with Google. That core update, May 2020, what's your point of view on that? Well, core updates in general are um, just core ranking factors. Google's trying to surface the kind of sites that they'd like to see that are outlined like in the Quality Raiders Guide. Um, Quality Raiders Guide having nothing to do with the algorithms, just that's the kind of surface, that's their goal site, right? To surface sites like that. The problem I have with core updates is they're so devastating. You know, a normal update, when it comes out, that's not Panda or Penguin, none of the named updates, you might lose 20% or 30% of your traffic, you fix some things, you come back up. Core update acts like a penalty update, right? Like Panda Mm -hmm. and Penguin did, but you're not actually, people aren't actually doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything that violates the terms of service. Um, They have technical issues. Most of the sites I see have really bad technical issues or they have site architecture issues, internal linking structure issues. Some have query shifting, which is where you've got a bigger query than you probably should have and it moves you to a niche query but but those aren't things that people did wrong those aren't i'm looking with businesses that have lost 70 percent. i travel a couple had a travel travel site for 12 years and they dropped 70 percent overnight and when i looked at their site i struggled i'm like what is wrong with the site and i realized that their site architecture only went so far and then all the pages came back to the top and so they had no they had no site architecture that was the only thing that they had done wrong. Yeah, but the problem with the mid-2020 core update, it's that it was in the middle of a pandemic. Well, that too. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> the history, not leading up to that. Yeah. Now, there is some debate in the SEO community because I posted about it in some of my Facebook groups. And some people are like, well, but what about the sites that recovered during that? And I get that because I did have a site that did very well on those that update. But but couldn't they not make it so it drops 70, 90% when they roll one of these out? Like these sites are getting decimated. So I, I agree that 
they should be able to roll something out, but it should be something that doesn't decimate people in the middle of a pandemic when people have no money. Because that rolled out before even the PPP system here was worked out or the unemployment system here was worked out. But if you were um, down before the pandemic, you are down. <laughs> okay, fine, you recover, but you were already used yeah, it because true. you were down. <laughs> exactly, that was my point too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and even before, a little bit before Penguin, I had that feeling that Google really didn't care that much about um, people in general, <laughs> oh, website yeah. owners, SEO, digital marketers, where have you. But after Penguin and also recently, every time it reinforces the, this feeling that they just don't care. They pretend to care. They got a couple of people talking to webmasters on, on YouTube live and that's it. Well, I think the people at Google that we talk to, they do genuinely care. But that's not the... And I, and I think sometimes when I critique Google, I get in trouble because people are like, Don't critique the people. I'm not critiquing the people. I'm critiquing the company. And even though I don't agree with him a lot of the time, uh, uh, Rand Fishkin put out a blog this yesterday about um, about Google's unfairness and how they place their own properties, how they buy things up and they place them at the top. And he's not wrong. So, And then there's also the argument people give where they go, well, it's free traffic. Well, maybe that's the case, but Google needs them too. It's not True. like... Google could be Google if they didn't have good websites to have people pull exactly. up. So, so the, the, I, I related to a parasitic relationship in that there are parasites that we have in our bodies that are good parasites. We mutually benefit from each other. You know, you can't see them. They're microscopic. And that's how Google was with websites and SES for a long time. Sometimes like bad things like Penguin Update, but for the most part, they're trying to make a better engine and they know they need websites to do that and SEOs are the in-between. The last few years, it feels like they've become very parasitic without mutual benef benefit. So it's like the featured snippets, which, you know, takes clicks away from people's pages or I agree. the core update or the or doing a core update in the middle of a pandemic, things of this nature where they become so focused on themselves. And although it'll take a while to build, I also do think it'll hurt them. I worked with a multi-billion dollar brand a year and a half ago. And they weren't going to do any Google ads when they launched three new sub-brands. They were going to do influencer marketing and SEO because they didn't want to spend any more money with Google because they get tired of adapting to Google. You know, because every time they throw out like AMP pages or, you know, there's an IT group that's there working. I'm usually the one in between who's like, how many more things do we have to do to accommodate a search engine? And so I think they're building up a lot of negative um, feeling which isn't going to do well for them going in the long term, I don't think. Uh, in my opinion, just my opinion, but I read every quarterly report and I don't see much mention of the search engine. Actually, nothing. <laughs> so yeah. is it a priority? Not at all. There, there are, the cloud is much more a priority than the search engine. And... I believe that it was going bad with uh, those two guys, Ben Gomez and Jeff Dean. Now the new guy, Pobacan, um, what's his last name? Pobacan, um, uh, the new boss of Google Ads, remember, yeah. Search, and uh, Voice. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. He's uh, He's been in Search for over 30 years, and he's the 
king of integration. Uh, uh, he likes uh, elegance and simplicity. So <clears throat> I believe that it's um, if there's one guy who will be able to save Google and, and make something nice out of it, he's the one. That's if good. This, I don't know enough about him, so. Oh, yeah, I read, I read so many things. He's, yeah, I really like him. I, I thought he was, gonna be, he was going to become CEO. Uh, that was uh, my bet. And um, he did G, uh, G Suite. He did the cloud. He did uh, so many things at Google. And he worked at IBM, Yahoo. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, but it doesn't mean that Alphabet is going to change course. They have to please the investors. Every yeah, single quarter. That's okay, the problem. that's the truth. That's it. Comes down to it. Uh, they have to make more and more money, more money. Always, always. That's the role of the game. Yeah, it's unfortunate too because it wasn't always like that in the United States. It was not like that until I believe it was the mid nineties. So you had the ability to mm-hmm. like not make money in a quarter. It wasn't mm-hmm. the responsibility to make money every quarter because it really does kill innovation and it kills when every every time a company goes public. That's the end of their innovation for the True. most part. Google True. hasn't innovated. Microsoft hasn't innovated. Apple hasn't innovated in many years. They have mm. improvements or exactly. new products, but they haven't innovated anything. I even believe that once a startup hires managers, it's over. It's a company. It's not a startup anymore because managers, they kill <laughs> the startup <laughs> uh, spirit. I love startups. I've worked with quite a few. I was actually a C- uh, CTO for one um, and you get to just make everything the way it should be and you're quick and you're nimble and you mm. can turn on a dime and then as soon as you start adding layers of managers and that it's stops gone. and it's not the managers mm. themselves it's just that now you have structure that's too hard to move my advice to be safe is called the traffic in three thirds so it's only one third search engines Keywords, page rank, backlinks, one third referrals, and one third direct traffic. If you get this, you're pretty safe. And that's the model I've been working on since 2007. Since 2007, <laughs> uh, I've always, for myself and my clients, I mean, my clients, it's not my website, not my business, but that's yeah. where I try to, to gear their towards that, that perfect three thirds. Because if you lose one third, uh, Yes, you're going to be pissed, but you're not dead. Yeah. And I lived with too many websites that had 99.9% of traffic <laughs> coming out of Google. But that was back then. One keyword, one page, one CTR, and money. It was simple. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <it> was. <laughs> yeah nowadays, not so simple. But I agree. And, and I do encourage clients to find additional... Um, you know, uh, avenues to bring in revenue, not to just rely on organic or, or to, or sometimes the opposite. Sometimes we're relying too much on search. It's like, we got to get your organic up uh, because you exactly right. You don't want to lose a channel and then be firing people. Cause uh, as I've told you before, I believe our job is to stand between the hiring and the firing. We do our job. Well, people get hired and they keep their jobs and they can feed their families and they put a roof over their head. If we do our job poorly, then people get fired and and that's not good for anybody. It's not good for communities. It's not good for the individuals. And it's amazing how just a couple of SEOs or a couple of PPC people can be that entire difference and how so many companies don't realize that's where their investment should lie. 
exactly yeah exactly but to uh to go back to google um i would not have any trust in that free traffic <laughs> yeah they were mentioning <laughs> if you can live without it good for you if you can't live without it you are you are in danger you are in danger for sure because so many things can happen and not even a core update or a manual penalty but you can self negative assure yourself okay you can some developer is going to upload a new version of a robot.txt or have a no index somewhere on the page. I've seen so many oh. self-negative SEO things that, that destroy a website. We could, we could do the, all the ways that clients have hurt themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so there, are, there are so many dangers. And of course, SEO is the best because the intent Okay, it's better than emailing, it's better than social selling, it's better than influencers because of intent. When people search, I'm not saying they got they have the wallet open, but their the intent is already towards that, that tunnel of information, information, consideration, conversion. And um SEO is the best. I believe really that out of all the pipelines that you can have to get traffic. SEO is the best, but it's also very dangerous. So, but but I agree because um, there's nobody that's never not made money off of me, <laughs> usually pretty quickly. And I just mean just regular SEO, not not the recovery stuff, uh, because it's an investment. When I put my proposals together, I don't say cost; I say investment. Because if you invest in good SEO for six months or eight months, and suddenly you're like hit a bad spot and you need to lay off SEO for three or four or five months. Yeah, you may not rank number one in everything anymore, but you're going to be fine as long as a major update doesn't come out and there's a problem. But um, when you're doing PPC or paid, which you should have, I'm no way negating PPC, but when you turn it off, it's done. It's off. Yeah. It's gone. And so you need that combination of both. You need the you need the intent of this the organic, but you also need the ability to invest in something that if you must not spend as much money there, you can still get a lot of return. You can't do that for a long time if you're a big company, especially, but you can do it for a little while. And I've had small clients where I stopped working with them and like two years later, they haven't hired anybody and they're still ranking number one because they're not in a highly competitive market. So they more than made their money off of, you know, the work that mm. we did. So. Uh, I can remember twice um, working for website, one for e-commerce, the other one for real estate, but nationwide uh, real estate train the SEO in-house, clean up the site, did everything proper for the real estate website when it was the traffic multiplied by eight or nine, okay, times eight, that's a lot, you know, for a big yeah. website. Yeah, that's a lot. And um, the SEO wanted a raise, uh, the boss didn't give it, so the SEO left and everything went down. <laughs> Yeah. Because nobody was taking care of it. And it was a good SEO because he ended up head of all the SEO consultant in the biggest uh, agency in France. Okay, <laughs> So it, it, it was the head of 30, 27 SEO consultants. So, wow, okay. that's a lot. That's a lot of brains. <laughs> He uh, yeah. he had skills, and the other one uh, training everything. And the company moved north. Uh, they were in Paris, and they moved to Lille in north of France. 
And so he had a choice, either move uh, in, <laughs> in Zombieland up there or stay in Paris. And I thought, no, oh, I'm staying. And now he's one of the best SEOs in Paris. Anyway, yeah, uh, take care of your SEOs. <laughs> Raise, uh, pay them well, because it's worth it. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of a sad thing. A lot of times companies don't realize the value of SEO, even though they're getting organic traffic from Google already. So wouldn't you want someone to get you into the best spots with the best intent match so that you mm -hmm. can get the most traffic from that? And no SEO is ever going to cost you more than, well, if they're good, uh, than what you make back, you know, over sure. time off one. Because I worked with one company and uh, like the week after I signed the contract, they got them to number one for Powerball numbers. There's <laughs> a new site. And they paid for my entire year off of that one day of traffic. Oh, really? Wow. Off of their, <laughs> off of their ads, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But people, it is unfortunate. A lot of times companies don't understand the value of it. They'll spend, you know, a big company will spend $50 million on on ads and collateral, mm. like on TV and, you know, things like that. And then an SEO will come in and go, you know, Twenty thousand dollars, like oh, it's too much. It's like true. Yeah, the SEO is going to make you a lot more money than that ad was going to make you. Julie, you got to, you have to hustle with whatever you have to prove that it's worth it, and and then they invest if they are good business minded people. Yeah. But until you can't prove uh, that it works, eh, it's, it, it will be hard, near impossible yeah. actually. Yeah. Listen. Next time we're gonna talk. We, we will talk about something a little bit funnier, lighter. Okay. Parties. <laughs> when do, and the craziest SEO parties. I got. I got the couple too. But you have. Uh, okay. You have one oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time, thank you, Christine. Thank you.